Hi, everybody. It's Erin. And Meg. And welcome back to this week's episode of the Love You Mean It podcast. So this week we are talking about almost relationships and the entanglement part of the title is meant to be funny. Yeah. I guess it would kind of still be an entanglement. I mean, yeah, because like you're kind of wrapped up in it and you're like, how do I get out? But also you're so entangled that you're like, do I even want to get out? If you guys didn't know, we kind of had to explain this to Meg's boyfriend last night. It recently came out that Jada Pinkett Smith had an affair with August Alina. Like, uh, I think it was a few years ago. Yeah. I think it was like back 2017 or something. I mean, it was when her and Will were like separated at the time. And so obviously she wasn't cheating or anything. But when people were asking her about it, she was kind of denying it and pushing it under the rug. And then she finally addressed it and said, okay, me and August were in an entanglement, which I just think is so funny. And so 2020. No, I know. It's just so fun. Like, there are all those memes on like Twitter and Instagram and stuff and stuff of like people talking about entanglements. And if you want to laugh, I would honestly look those up because they're really funny. But I kind of understand like what she was talking about. Like I've never thought of it as an entanglement. Like I like some people call them almost relationships. Some people call them situationships. Mm-hmm. But they're they're really they really all mean the same thing. It's just like. When you're not quite in a relationship with someone as like boyfriend, girlfriend, 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 boyfriend, boyfriend, or whatever you want to call it, you just don't have those defined roles. And then that makes everything a lot more difficult. And they usually start off as like pretty casual, like friends with benefits, fuck buddies, whatever you want to call it. But I feel like after spending that much time with someone and being that intimate with someone, there's always going to be a person if not both, that catch feelings. And I think that can be a good thing, but I think it can also be a bad thing. Yeah, I feel like sometimes when it comes to dating, and obviously we just uploaded the last week's bonus episode about sex, so if you guys haven't listened to that, definitely check it out. But when it comes to dating, I feel like there are so many aspects that like maybe you've heard about, but that you can't necessarily relate to. But I totally think that almost relationships slash like situationships, entanglements, are something that every single person can relate to at least some point. Even coming from me, somebody who hasn't had sex, I've also been in a somewhat situationship. And so we're really excited to bring this episode for you guys. And we also asked you guys if you guys have been in any situationships, entanglements, any of that. And we got some, honestly, these were like the best responses I feel like we've ever gotten from any like poll question box we put out there. Like, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I think... We we asked a couple questions, but we'll like get into that more later. We did ask for advice that people have, like that have been through it. And you guys wrote some really nice things. And mm-hmm. I think if you haven't been through an almost relationship and you do read these comments, I think it would be really helpful for people that haven't been through it. So, but yeah, we will talk about that later. But we're going to get into everyone's favorite segment, which is what we're loving this week. Our podcast is called Love You Mean It, so we always want to say what we're loving and spread the love. And like always, I'm going to go first. This week, I am loving the flowers that John got for me. If you don't know who John is, that is my boyfriend of a year. I was having a bad day the other day, and he just like, I had to go to a, a doctor's appointment, and he was like, oh, I have to go to my apartment and get stuff, which I was like okay like he like I didn't ask questions but I thought that was kind of vague so I came back from my appointment and was hanging out at the apartment for a little bit and then he came back over and he only went to the store to buy me flowers and he went to Trader Joe's specifically because I love Trader Joe's flowers 
and he had to wait in line, which if you know him, he's, he's so, so impatient. impatient and like he literally hates when there's lines, like lines to get in because of like COVID, but he waited in line and then like also the Trader Joe's is like 20 minutes away. So I was like, damn, that was really nice. Yeah. So I started crying a little bit because I was just like, that's a big surprise. I cried, but I just thought that was really nice. And yeah, like that just made my whole day and they're sitting in front of me now and I smell them. I stop and smell the roses every morning and they're just great and I love them. Yeah, guys. I mean, like you probably think she's kidding. Like, ah, stop and smell the roses. But literally before we hit recording this podcast, she picked up the bouquet and shoved her face into them and said, stop and smell the roses. So (laughs) she's being serious. (laughs) so lame but I have two things that I'm loving this week and I kind of I mean it's probably kind of annoying because like when we do that but whatever one of them is a lot smaller but then one of them is kind of big so what I'm loving this week is once again Meg's boyfriend when he got her was it no I think it was the next day because that was yesterday right yeah it was the the next day so yesterday we're recording this on saturday august 1st but on friday meg's boyfriend had to go out and so he was going to the store because he needed to get naan for dinner because meg was making indian food and he came back and we knew that i mean we kind of thought that he was going to be in a bad mood because like he got stuck like in traffic and then he there was a lot of people at the store and so he came back from the store and I was like oh hey John Meg was like oh he got something for you and I was like oh my god like what is it like I don't really know what I thought it was gonna be and he pulls out a six pack of coke from behind him and I have been talking he's probably it's probably the reason why he went home because he's sick of this (laughs) but I've been talking for like the past week every single day about how like I want like a crisp can of cold coke guys like there's nothing slaps different than when you pop open a nice can and there's a little sizzle oh my god i'm like think i'm like i'm like do you open one right now (laughs) i'm like sweating thinking about the ones we have in the fridge but he was thinking of me at the store and he got me a six pack like how nice is that it's the little things yeah but they're like the tiny baby cans that are like 90 calories and they're so cute because we're skinny yeah it's really it's so hard being a skinny athlete (laughs) who walks every day now and so yeah i'm really thankful for that and i'm also thinking for you guys guys hear me out damn i don't know it's like we have never gotten a greater response than when we did the episode with brooke two weeks ago and we've just been getting so many like sweet messages from you guys saying that you're like that you're loving the podcast i just want to really thank everybody too for the sweet responses that we got regarding the episode that we did about sex obviously it was kind of like a funny episode to start off with but then getting into the topic of sexual assault is definitely something that's not really easy to talk about so i'm i'm loving you this week as well for like having the courage to talk about that because i don't know the responses we got were that it definitely helps a lot of people and I know it'll help a lot of people in general and just the future. And I don't know, we just got such a great response from the Brooke episode and it just made me realize like how much people, like how many people love our podcast. And I don't know, we've just been interacting with you guys so much on Instagram and yeah, I'm just really grateful for you guys that you even like hit play on our episodes. Like we've just been hitting so many milestones this week. Like we hit 2000 plays and we are, well, we hit six, I mean, we hit 50 followers on Spotify. We're already way over that, but I'm just really grateful for all the love. And we did, we've been doing a lot of polls that have been getting a lot of responses. And we were talking to you guys about merch and whether or not you'd be interested. So Meg and I are really just been business bitches lately. Like we've just been loving posting like extra episodes and stuff. This is our second week in a row doing a bonus episode. We're literally recording this on Saturday. We woke up and just felt like recording it because we love talking to you guys. 
And like this episode isn't going up till Thursday. So like we've just been really on the grind. So yeah. And we've been, well, Aaron has been working really hard to get some really good guests for us. We have like literally you like guys five weeks. Shit yourself. Yeah, the, the guests are so good. We have like five weeks planned. Mm-hmm. We're probably gonna be recording these episodes in the next like week or two. And so we'll be able to do like bonus episodes. Mm-hmm. If you guys like the bonus episodes, Aaron and I kind of had a conversation about how like we really like doing interviews and then we did a poll earlier this week and you guys also like when we do interviews and some of you said that you like a mix of both like just us solo and then interviews so we decided that we would just do on our Mondays where we normally like release episodes we're going to be doing like a like five reviews in a row and then we'll just do bonus episodes of just us like later in the week usually like Thursday Friday And we're just really excited to be releasing more than one episode a week. It feels really good. It just feels like we're being really productive. And especially in this time of like unproductivity, Mm -hmm. I feel like people are struggling to find a purpose and like something to keep them occupied. But you guys are that for us. And I am also so grateful for your participation. Just like you liking our photos, just like interacting with us at all makes our day. And it makes us want to keep doing this. So Thank you guys so much. And we just love, we love doing this so much and we're so passionate about it. No, like you literally just hit the nail on the head. Like, I don't know, even today, the fact that we're like, we're recording a bonus episode, like on a Saturday morning, like most people are normally just like lounging around, sleeping in late, but we literally woke up at eight in the morning. We were like, let's do it. And like last night, it's a Friday night. I mean, obviously it's a pandemic, so we're not like going out and doing stuff, but we literally were sitting on the couch, like planning our merch, like our future merch and just getting so excited. And like, nothing makes us more excited than this podcast. And to see that like our work is going out there and like people are accepting it and like people are loving it and like coming back week after week wanting to listen and like that our plays are going up. It's just really exciting. And especially like, I'm just really grateful that so many of you were like, I don't know, just felt comfortable enough sending in your responses about your situationships this week that we're going to get into because it was just really cool seeing that like people had the courage to like, I mean, it's not like they were really diving into intimate details, but mm-hmm. that people had the courage to even like fill out the question box because I mean, we've seen in the past that people are way more willing to interact when we do like polls that are like, Oh, like here's the two choices and you click on it mm-hmm. rather than like physically type something out. And so I just think it's really cool that you guys are, I don't know that you guys care about us and that you guys are excited week after week. So Like Meg said, honestly, for like the next month, at least we're going to be doing an interview. Honestly, probably for the future of this podcast, we're just going to keep doing interviews every Monday because we've been reaching out to so many incredible like entrepreneurs, influencers that are excited to come on the podcast. And then every single Thursday morning at 10 a.m., you can look forward to a bonus episode. So definitely follow us on Instagram at Love You Meet a Podcast because that's where we announce all of the bonus episodes. We're not going to guarantee a bonus episode every single week, but I would probably say for at least the next few weeks, like we're really riding this high. Yeah. And so I would definitely follow the Instagram because that's where we announce episodes. We obviously have a episode every single Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, but I would definitely look forward to bonus episodes as well. And it's just some extra content because like I love podcasts and I love listening to interviews. I don't know, but it's nice to get a good mix of both. So hopefully like if you're one of the people that only likes to listen to us, you can get that 10 minute intro before the interviews and a bonus episode. And if you're only here for the interviews, we got you covered on Mondays. Yeah. 
But without further ado, we're going to get into the topic. Kind of the first thing we want to talk about, we kind of already talked about it earlier, but like almost relationships, like entanglements, like what are they? Like what would you define it as? Like I would define it as like, I mean, obviously you never like really just define it. It's just all up in the air. You're with somebody and like you're kind of doing boyfriend, girlfriend things, but you're never like, oh my God, do you want to be my boyfriend? You know? Yeah. It's kind of just like an emotional gray area. You don't really know, like, what your role is, like, if it's okay for you to do certain things, if it's not. And I think it's just, like, a period of, like, always questioning what's going on and, like, questioning yourself Mm -hmm. and, like, your relationship and questioning the other person, like, oh, are they going to want to pursue a relationship with me or are they just doing this because it's easy because they're getting the sex, but they don't have to do anything else with it. And so it's it's just, like, a really confusing thing. I think, like, usually when someone says, oh, I'm talking to, or the person I'm talking to, mm-hmm. that, like, signifies that they're in an almost relationship. Yeah, I think that's a good point to make. Like, when people it's, – it's so funny, like, thinking about, like – what older generations must think because people are like oh are you dating anybody and you're like yeah like I'm talking to this guy and it's like you're like what "Ah." like what like you're speaking to him it's like no we're talking because obviously like and like talking doesn't even have to be exclusive you know talking means fucking literally it means sending nudes it means like going on dates it literally can mean like just texting all the time it's really just like a whole umbrella term Mm -hmm. For a bunch of other actions and a lot of those happen to overlap with relationship stuff. Yeah. I feel like especially during the pandemic, like talk like talking is like literally talking right now. It's like, oh yeah, we're like only talking because obviously you're not like going out to see like a ton of people. Mm-hmm. It's just so funny, like how they can I don't know how it's just like such an umbrella term. But we also came up with a pros and cons list as well before we get into like more serious parts of it. And so we're going to talk about some of the pros. So the first pro we have is that they're casual so that you don't, you, you can literally just like go fuck them. And then like you have zero obligation to do anything else, which is so nice because when you're not in the headspace, like to be in a relationship or you're like questioning if you are, I think almost relationships are like, can be good in that way. Because you don't have to emotionally, like, give yourself to someone and, like, give them all your effort. Like, you can just kind of worry about yourself. Yeah, no, I totally get that. I mean, even, like, as we've all established, as someone with, like, no sexual experience, like, even, like, in my experience in the past, like, it's casual. Like, it's not serious. And it gives you, like, way more, I don't know, just, like, more freedom with the lack of commitment. And then, like... Like Meg already said, there's like the sex without a relationship. Like you can get like the benefits. You you can have your cake and eat it too, you know? And we can get into the cons. So um, the first thing we wrote in the cons list is that it breaks your fucking heart. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like almost relationships just never work out. Aaron and I were kind of talking about how we think that there's – it's like almost a science, I think, Mm -hmm. that once you hit the three-month mark with someone – if you're not in a relationship by then, then you're probably not going to be. Yeah. I, I feel like that's something that's, like, hard for people to accept. But, like, looking back on it, like, from, like, the future, like, you're going to see that, I don't know, if you haven't at least 
I guess you don't even have to necessarily be like boyfriend, girlfriend at that point. But if you're not going somewhere, it's probably going nowhere. But like, I feel like another con of almost relationships is that like someone always catches feelings. Yeah. And then on the other hand, like someone always has the power. I know. I've always heard, like, I'm sure you guys have too, that whoever cares less has all the power. And that's so true. I've experienced that firsthand. Looking back at my almost relationship, I I definitely was the person that had like no power. Mm-hmm. And it's like really scary. And you don't really know how to like take any power back because like you're like, just so how, involved. Literally, like how are you even supposed to get it back from the start? It's like defined as like who has it, yeah. who doesn't. And but, I feel like you're always just like questioning where you stand and like I feel like everyone has to have that conversation like what are we yeah you have to DTR you have to define the relationship because like these parts kind of go together obviously when you get into a relationship and you have a boyfriend you're always constantly thinking about the future and where this is gonna go but like when you're in an almost relationship like you feel like you don't have the right to even think about the future it's like almost embarrassing if you're like oh my god like where is this going like what are we we were talking before we recorded the episode about I don't know if you guys watched that show awkward on MTV but they were always talking about like DTR and defining the relationship because like the two main characters were having sex and like sneaking around school. But like the guy was fine with that. But the girl was like, I want something more. And her friends were like, you have to DTR. You have to define the relationship because like we said, somebody always has the power and somebody's always catching feelings. Something that we also were talking about was that there's this sort of mentality where if you take things slow that it'll lead to a better result. I definitely experienced that with mine. And like, I think if someone's saying that like, we should take it slow, I think that can sort of be a red flag Mm -hmm. to a lot of people. I think it should be because like traditionally that sounds like a good thing. Like, oh yeah, like we're gonna build a relationship. Like we're building intimacy. We're not rushing into things. But I think sometimes rushing into things can all, like almost be a good thing because if the relationships and the feelings are there, then just do it. Like I don't think love is one of those things that always makes sense. But if it if you feel it, then you should do it. I think in this situation, you should always follow your heart. Like when it comes to love, because I don't think your brain is always right. But I think like sometimes taking it slow can be sort of like oh it, it, it kind of translates to like oh I'm not really sure how I'm feeling about this I'm feeling you out I'm kind mm-hmm. of seeing if I want to be in a relationship with you so it almost feels like you're gonna have a performance review where you're mm-hmm. like okay is this person gonna it's like oh yeah we're gonna play it by ear yeah exactly so it's like they don't know about their feelings for you So then it kind of makes you question everything too. Mm -hmm. So I just think taking it slow is just a loaded phrase. Yeah. And if someone is saying that to you, like, I think you need to talk to them more and ask about what they're looking for. And what I've learned the hard way is that if a guy says he's not looking for a relationship and you think he's going to change his mind, he's not, he's not going to change his mind. No, that's kind of what I was going to say. The phrase, like, taking it slow, I feel like has so many different connotations that, like, I feel like if somebody brings it up, like, you should just address it and be like, okay, because I feel like some people could have bad intentions, like you kind of said, like, they could be doing it like a performance review, playing it by ear, but then also, on the other hand, they could be seriously wanting to take it slow, but 
like, it, I don't know. I feel like there's a difference between like taking it slow, like intimacy wise versus like relationship wise, you know, mm-hmm. because like it could be like, oh, I want to take this slow and like keep seeing other people, you know, like that's yeah. the difference. If they were like, hey, like, like, for example, I would probably take it slow because like I haven't had sex. But then that's the difference between like wanting to like take the relationship slow and like play it by ear, you know. So I feel like you really need to. Uh, overall, the entire theme behind entanglements is communication. I feel like kind of with like almost relationships, there's like that enticing factor behind it because it's kind of like a game, you know. It's like the what if, the hot and cold. Yeah, I think you're always wondering, like, especially if they don't text you back right away, they're like, oh, are they are they fucking with me? Like, it, it, you're just always wondering what's going on. And I think the what ifs, that is what keeps it interesting. I think it's what keeps you coming back for more because your mind just goes crazy with all these possibilities. And you don't even know if the other person is thinking about those things too yeah. or if they're just thinking – if they're talking to other bitches mm-hmm. or like are you talking to other you, bitches yes, yes or, or no no but you just don't know what the other person's doing and so it's just so hard to like even figure out what you're doing but I think the whole enticing factor that keeps you coming back for more is so toxic mm-hmm. I think that it can really damage your self-esteem and your self-worth because you're almost loved you're almost in a relationship. You're almost a boyfriend, a girlfriend, mm-hmm. a partner. And I think that almost thing kind of wears on you after a while because at first you're saying, okay, we're taking it slow. We're taking our time getting to know each other. But then you start to put effort in. You start to put time in. And then after a while of you putting all this work in, you're going to want to see the fruits of your labor. I was going to say, you're going to want to see like results. You're going to want to see, you're going to want to have some sort of guarantee that all this work you're putting in isn't for nothing. And a lot of the times I hate to say it, it is for nothing. Mm -hmm. I look back at all the time and money and all that stuff that I could have saved if I didn't think that he was going to change his mind, but I didn't. And He told me face value, like, I don't want a relationship. But then his actions, like, to me said otherwise. So I was just so confused the entire relationship. And I was like, oh, does he not like me? Am I not pretty enough? Like, do I not do X, Y, Z? Like, is he talking to other people? Like, am I just not enough? And that really fucked me up. And I was messed up for, like, six months after that Mm -hmm even though it only lasted three months. like I don't know. I feel like that's the thing too, is that like, it just, it's like the, am I enough? All of that, because I don't know, like it can be toxic because then you just get all in your head because you were almost there. And especially like, I feel like most people, they get in more than one almost relationship. And so like that back to back and like constantly being like, am I enough? Like, why didn't they want to be with me can really be hurtful to you in the end. And I think something that's really hard to swallow is when you're with a guy, like you're talking to him and then you're in an almost relationship and then that ends. And like, they may have told you, Oh, I don't want a relationship. Oh, I'm like, 
oh, let's take it slow or whatever. But then they immediately get a new girlfriend after you start talking. Yeah. That's a bitch because you're like, it literally makes you just go crazy and just be so introspective and be like, why wasn't that me? What about me did they not like? Am I not girlfriend material? Am I not wife material? Am I not like this, that, the other thing? It just makes you question everything about yourself. And you've probably gone crazy, maybe stalked this other girl, Mm -hmm. like stalked his page. And then it just becomes, even though like they're not even with you anymore, they still have all this power over you. They're still manipulating you. You still are questioning things even after it's ended. So I just don't think that almost relationships are healthy long term. Mm -hmm. I think if you want to do like a short term thing, like if you're traveling somewhere or like it's it has like a defined amount of time, I think that's fine because like you know that it's going to end. Mm -hmm. But when when that time period like elapses and you feel like you should be in a relationship and you're not that's where it causes issues. I know. I feel like a lot of it comes from like, because like, I feel like a lot of successful relationships happen because there's communication and you're upfront about everything. But what almost relationships lack is the communication. You're not, I feel like they would only work if you're on the same page. Yeah. And clearly, especially like in your case, like you weren't on the same page, so Mm -hmm. it wasn't going to work. Like we got so many responses from people saying that they were in ones that lasted years, multiple, multiple ones. I don't know. I feel like a lot of it just comes from like wanting to change somebody or somebody saying they're not ready for a relationship and you're like, oh, I'll give them time, but they're not going to change. Let this be your wake up call. End it. Yeah. I think you just deserve someone that puts all the effort and time into you without you questioning if they're going to do it. Like they should just do it. Yeah. If you're looking for a relationship, it shouldn't be hard. It really should not be like that person should just be there for you. Just tell you how they feel. Be upfront. You won't wonder how they feel about you if you're in a healthy relationship because you know and you've told each other that and you've talked about it. And I think if you're not honest with the other person, if say if you if you don't want a relationship and you're still like kind of leading them on or Maybe you do want a relationship and you think they're going to change their mind down the road. Don't like leave that up to chance. Like I think it's better to just cut it off before you waste more time and energy into something that isn't going to get you anywhere. Yeah. I mean, like we're going to get into like our personal stories in a little bit, but like, I feel like that's kind of what I did with, I mean, I didn't really do it as like tactfully as I should have, but like, that's kind of what I did is like, I mean, mine only went on for a month, but I feel like I cut it off before it got to that point where it was like, obviously like we cared about each other, but I I, I cut it off before it got to the point where it was like, oh my God, this is really going to hurt me, you know, or like hurt them. Yeah. I think you have to be honest with yourself and say, am I going to catch feelings? How do I feel? Like, I think you should maybe not text them for a while and like not talk to them for maybe like a day. And just like take it to your take it for yourself and just reevaluate how you feel because that should be your ultimate deciding factor. It shouldn't be what you think should happen or if all the work you put in, oh well, because I did all of this, I think I deserve a relationship or I should have a relationship. Like if you honestly don't think that person is showing you what you need, then you need to cut it off. And I know that's so hard. And it's like, wait 
easier said than done. You need to protect yourself and protect your feelings because you're more important than an almost relationship. I know. I feel like that's the reason why a lot of people stay in almost relationships too, is they're like, I put in all this time. I spent all this money. I've done all this work. And they feel like, well, I'm already in it. Like, why not just like stay and like ride it out? But like most, I feel like most of them end up being toxic at some point. And so you really just got to like realize that in yourself and your own relationship and then get out when you can. But like Meg said, it is easier said than done. But hopefully this podcast will give you this, I don't know, that spark to kind of make the action for yourself. Okay, so now I'm going to talk about my almost relationship. Dun, dun, dun. That was a bitch, honestly. So it was like a couple years ago and I met this guy. I thought he was really cute, really good conversation. The sex was really good. Just like everything was like, I, I felt like I was just ticking off boxes. I was like, okay, this is good. This is good. Like I loved going to his apartment. Like we would always like cook dinner together and just like, I always felt really comfortable. And so I just assumed it would turn into a relationship like he would invite me over his house like every weekend and for that summer like I was over his house all the time I just assumed that like it would be go somewhere but then I remember we had a conversation in person about how he said he didn't want a relationship and I was like okay like we'll see about that mm-hmm. I'll turn things up a little bit because I really liked him and I was like I haven't been in a relationship in years and I think I'm, I was like emotionally ready for it, but I don't think he was. He was talking to me about why he didn't want a relationship and because his last girlfriend, he cheated on her. Hmm. And I thought that was a red flag, but I was like, oh, like I'm different. Like, I don't think he would cheat on me. It's so, it's so dumb to have that mentality. Like looking back, I feel like everyone does it though at some point, like oh, you yeah. just make excuses because you like that person so I was like oh that's fine like he's changed it won't happen again and so I was like yeah like, and that's sort of how the conversation ended so I knew what he wanted he told me what he wanted but I ignored that and just was like oh he's gonna change his mind so down the road like we started doing things that were more coupley. like I met his family went on a dinner date with his friends who bought their girlfriends So I was like, why? I was like expecting him soon to like ask me to be his girlfriend because he did that. Like all of his friends were in serious relationships, probably were going to get married, especially because they were like a couple years older than me. So they were probably like going to get engaged soon. And so I was like, oh, like he's, it's in the bag. Like he's in the bag. He's definitely going to ask me. I was like, "I, I did it. Like I changed the guy. Bitch, was I wrong as hell. Oh my God, it was so bad. So shortly after that, I went to the gynecologist and I got my test done. Like they took a pap smear. They like tested me for things. And I found out that I had chlamydia. And I was like, oh, interesting. (sighs) So then... I wasn't sure if I had given it to him or he had given it to me, but he kind of made it like it was my fault, but I knew like he told me about his past and that like he had been talking to a lot of girls before me. So I'm like, how do I know that you didn't give it to me? Like, why are you making me feel like it's my fault? Mm -hmm. Like, 
I don't know. I feel like he was just kind of like shifting the blame on me. And I was like, okay, like that's fine. But like, it's not a hundred percent that like you couldn't have gotten it because even if you use condoms, you can still get STDs. Mm -hmm. They're not a hundred percent. So I was like, okay, whatever. So we had a conversation about that and he seemed like fine, but he also seemed kind of weird about it. Cause I called him and told him and then he got tested and then he had it. We started talking a lot less. And then one night he sent me this long ass text and it was just like, I don't want a relationship. I think you're a great girl, but like now's not good timing and just all this other shit. And I was just like that motherfucker. I was like, I literally did so much for him and put all this effort in and my issue is that I was doing girlfriend things for someone who is not my boyfriend. Yeah. I was giving him credit that he didn't earn. There was no boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was just like, oh my God, like I did all of this and he's just going to cop out and say that he doesn't want a relationship. And now I have chlamydia. (laughs) I'm wondering, I'm like, did he talk to someone else? Like while he was talking to me, what was, was he fucking someone else at the same time? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, so my mind just started to go wild. And then I didn't respond to that text for like three days. I just didn't answer him. But I was posting on social media and I was looking <laughs> hot and like all this shit. I remember it was 4th of July. Like, and then he texted me, can you please answer? And then I sent him this text. I went upstairs with two of my guy friends and I literally crafted this fucking text And it was, like, it would probably fill up a page, like, single-spaced on a Word document, like, Times New Roman size 12. (laughs) It probably would have filled up that whole page. And I just, like, went off. And I was, like, I wasn't mean, but I, like, called him out for things. And I was just, like, you were having your cake and eating it, too. Like, I feel like you expected me to, like, be your girlfriend, but without giving me that title, like... I met your family. I met your friends. I hung out with them who had girlfriends. Like I would come over every weekend, like just doing all this stuff. And I was like, why? I just, I couldn't understand for the life of me, like why he kept saying he didn't want a relationship. And I was like, I just called him out. And then he was like, yeah, you're right. And then basically like only acknowledged certain points in that text. Guys love doing that. So I was just like, oh my God, like, this sucks because I felt like I couldn't get closure. And then he was like, if you want, like this like really pissed me off. He was like, if you want, like we can have, he, well, he didn't answer to that for a long time. And then he responded with like, you're right. If you want, we can meet up and talk about it. And then I was just like, I'll let you know. And then when the day came, he was like, are we meeting up? And I said, no. Yeah. Because I was like, I have nothing to say to you at this point. I was like, everything I had to say, I said to you in that text. Mm -hmm. And I was like, if you're not going to change, if nothing's going to change, then I have nothing to say. And I was, and I was like, at this point, like you showed me who you really are and I don't want to pursue anything further. And then he was just like, okay, good luck. And I was like, okay, bye. Good luck. Bye. Literally. And then that was the end of it. And it was just, just like textbook almost relationship that took me so long to get over so it only lasted three months but it it just sucked honestly like I just found myself like looking at his social media all the time you can tell I think by someone's Instagram like if they're going through it because if they're posting like 
all these selfies and stuff where they're like trying to look hot and like get attention that's exactly what I was doing and he was looking at it Mm -hmm. and like he kept viewing all my stories he kept like I think he actually liked a picture of me one time and I was just like what the fuck all of a sudden one day he just blocked me and I was like okay that was like months down the road yeah like I and I was just like okay but I was like what like if you don't want a relationship with me why are you still following my friends? Yeah. Why are you still looking at my stuff? Why are you doing this? And it just, that continued to fuck with me because I was like, he's not, we're not even talking anymore, but he still has all this control over me. Mm-hmm. And it was just so hard to get over because I didn't have any closure. And then I kept remembering like all the good times we had, but like he was a dick. And like, I didn't see that until much later. Mm-hmm. So It took me a while, but I eventually got over him. And I think the only thing that really helped me get over him was just time. And then I think with time, you start to think about everything, the whole picture, instead of just the good things. And then you start to realize, like, he wasn't a good guy. And then you slowly start to rebuild and then, like, come back from that. Slow clap. I don't know. I feel like that's the main point of almost relationships too or just relationships in general is that you're always like think of the good times yeah and then you like think back and you're like oh my god like it was so great and then you have to like slap yourself and you're like wait what kind of like what happened like with mine too so if you guys listen to the episode all about online dating horror stories i talked about this guy in that episode so i it's like two years ago at this point It was like September 2018. I started dating this guy. He was definitely an older guy and we matched on Hinge and we started talking and then we started texting. It wasn't really that long. It was like a few days into talking. It's like set up for like us to hang out. And so we went to his house and we hung out there and like we had like a good time and then I left and like I was like, oh my God, like this guy is so great. Physically, he was like my type and I was like, oh my God, this is so awesome. Like, this is going really well. Like, obviously he was like an older guy and I'm, I I know guys, I know, we all know I'm a virgin. And so, so like I hung out there and then like a few days later, I went and hung out there again. And then I think like a few days later, like he came, oh yeah, he came to my apartment and he met all my roommates and like we had a few other friends over and he met them and it was going really well. Like me and him were talking like, every second of the day like he would text me like good morning and stuff and like we literally had a group chat with meg do you remember that yeah and like the three of us would literally talk like all the time and it was going really well and i was like having a good time whatever and then um he came over again i remember and like we were watching like a show with like two of my other roommates that weren't meg that night i remember like we were in my room and he was like oh like we were talking about like what each other wanted and I was like I don't know if I'm like necessarily looking for like a boyfriend or like if I'm like what I'm really looking for but like he knew I was a virgin and like we talked about all that sort of stuff and like he was really cool about like obviously not having sex right away which I appreciated and so like I thought it was like fine we were like having a good time and then like a week later we'd like gotten in like kind of not like an argument but like we kind of gotten one and like I was petty like I remember he texted me like because he was like out with his friends and he texted me and then I didn't respond and then like 
and then I had to wake up at 6 a.m. for work. And then he woke up and he texted me, hey. And then I didn't respond. And then he texted me, like, what's up? And then I didn't respond. And then he texted me again. He was like, are you ignoring me? And then I was like, oh, I'm not ignoring you. Like, I was at work when, like, oh, my God. Like, I definitely had my phone, but whatever. And so I, like, I know I was <laughs> I literally know I was being petty guys like nobody has to tell me but then I remember that night he ended up like coming over to my apartment I don't know it was just really weird like I don't know it's not that I wasn't looking for a boyfriend because like obviously if a boyfriend came like it would have been fine but it was just like we were kind of on different pages he was talking about like oh I can't wait to buy you because I, I was I was 20 at the time and he was like oh I can't wait to buy you your first drink when you're 21 and I was like that's seven months from now and then he was like, oh, like, if you want, like, you can, like, I'm going to have friends over for Halloween. Like, you can come over. And I was like, that's two months from now. Like, I don't know. Like, obviously, see, it's, like, literally the opposite of, like, what happened with you. Because no, I'm, like, literally, like, I feel like most people would be like, oh, my God, like, that's so nice that, like, he, like, he's so excited. But I was like, what? And so, like, he slept over. And I remember that weekend, I was supposed to be going to a wedding and, he was like, okay, so, like, you're going to the wedding on Friday. Like, I'll sleep over Thursday. And then, like, you'll go to the wedding, whatever. And then you'll come back Sunday. And then I can sleep over Sunday. And I was like, what? I was like, no. I, yeah, no. And then also at this point, like, my roommates had told me that they didn't like him. Looking back, I see why. And, I mean, obviously in the moment they told me they didn't like him. And I was like, okay. I sat on it for two days. And I was like, I'm going to text him less and see if I miss him. And I didn't really think about him that much. And so I ended up texting him. And I was like, yeah, like, this isn't working out. And, like, I ended it. I feel like if it was more of, like, a serious thing, I would have done it in person maybe. Mm -hmm. Because, like, we'd only talked for, like, a month. Like, this whole thing only lasted, like, a month long. I feel like if it was more of a thing, I would have done it in person. But because... He also lived like 40 minutes away that I was just like, yeah, yeah bro, this isn't going to work. And then he was like, okay, take care. So yeah, I don't know. I feel like almost relationships and entanglements kind of go a long way, but it, that kind of shows too that it's like not always the guy that ends it, but I feel like most of the time it's the guys like being the, like the fuck boy, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I think like, I don't know. I think guys like they that there have been studies that show that guys actually fall in love sooner and say it sooner than women women tend to take like almost twice as long mm -hmm. to say that i think guys are just more impulsive and they kind of they're very visual and they just like see what they want yeah and like if you're not what they want and they're still looking at other people then yeah they're not going to change their mind but like you know when you're it okay. you know when like you're that bitch. You Me. know when... You know when you really you, have the bag. Yeah, no. You know when they want you. Like, you literally just can feel it and you know. Like, there will be no question. So, if you're questioning anything, something's wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not saying that relationships are always perfect and that they're always easy. But when you are in love, like, truly, and you, like, care about each other, like, you will know it. There will not be a question of, oh, like... How does he feel? Like, he shows you how he feels. Yeah. Instead of it being, like, oh, why isn't he doing this or that? Mm -hmm. But now I think it's time to get into sharing your stories and your statistics. Because, like we said, we asked 
definitely follow us at like on Instagram at Love You Meet a Podcast because we share all sorts of stuff there and all of our responses to different questions. And we ask you guys for your things that you guys have to say. So we got we asked a few questions and we got some statistics on how you guys feel. Okay, so I crunched the numbers. You're so funny. And 91% of you have been in an almost relationship. 9% have not. Which I think, I, I mean, obviously I knew a lot of people have been in that, but I didn't really expect it to be that much. So I think it's a pretty frequent thing. I think with today's dating, we see it a lot more because there isn't this, like, societal pressure to get married and, like, have kids. So people are kind of slowing down, getting married later, if mm-hmm. not at all. Mm-hmm. So... I think that has really changed love, dating, and relationships. On average, it lasted 3.2 months, which I think is, like, there were some outliers, but, they're like, mostly it was around, like, one, two, three months. Yeah. And then also there were some of you where it lasted years, so it was a one-and-a-half-year average for other people. I could never do. That's like, so long. I'm not saying against, like, anything that, like, if you have had an almost relationship that has lasted years or maybe it's been on and off, like I don't that, know. That's just that a could, lot that of could pain. Never, that could never be me at like three months. I was like, what are we? Yeah. Like, I think if you hit the three month mark and you're not together, then you probably won't be because like I said, guys like to jump into things. They, when they know, they know. And like, I got in, into a relationship very fast with my current boyfriend but, like, he just kept saying, oh, this feels right. Yeah. Like, I don't – he's, like, to an outsider, like, it would seem like we're rushing. But he's, like, I don't think so at all. He's, like, I've never felt like this before. Mm-hmm. So – and I think, like, and I like what he was saying, I felt the same way. So, like, if you're truly not on the same page, it's not going to end well. Yeah. And I don't think you'll magically one day end up on the same page. Yeah, wake up and be, like, oh, my God, I feel the same way that he feels. No. Okay, so I'm just going to read, like, a literal list of what you guys said. So I asked a couple questions. So I said, like, before, have you been in one? How long did it last? And then the next question was, why didn't it work out? And some people said he only wanted to talk about aliens. <laughs> um, okay. Same. Yikes. I mean, aliens are interesting, but I feel like you can only say so much about them. So um, another person said we wanted different things. I said chlamydia, distance, and couldn't commit. Being young and not assertive enough about what I wanted. Bad timing because my friends didn't like him and he was creepy. That was Aaron. Yeah. Because I didn't want to. It was meant for experience rather than commitment. That's a That mm-hmm. sounds like a person that's like very sure of themselves. Yeah. So that's like healthy, I think. In that case, bad communication. They were struggling with insecurity and problems of their own. The guy was a jerk. There was a five-year age difference. He didn't want to commit, and I finally told him no more. It didn't excite me. And bitches don't be knowing what they want, which, which is I feel like so it's an overwhelming kind of message here. Yeah. So basically, what I'm seeing, like the pattern I'm seeing, is that like people weren't honest they weren't being communicative like they weren't saying what they wanted and that like the timing was off or they weren't like ready to be in a relationship is Mm -hmm. what I'm seeing and then I asked if you guys had any advice and some of the advice was if his primary topic of conversation on the first date is aliens and it's probably not going to get better there's that alien theme again we love to hear it I think that's also like a good overarching message is that like if you're 
I think a first date is a very good metric of the relationship yeah. and like how it's going to go. So if honestly, if the first date in most cases isn't like a home run, then it's probably not yeah, really going to turn gonna turn into anything. Don't change yourself to impress someone. Very good. Everyone should be honest and actually communicate. Be firm in what you want. And if they don't agree, then they're not for you. This one was really good. Um, don't romanticize people you get to know. The what-ifs are probably better than reality, which is so true. Mm-hmm. Just because a relationship doesn't work, it doesn't mean you'll be alone forever. That was me. You don't have to enter a relationship because you feel obligated. Don't settle. And I think that's a good thing, kind of what we were talking about before. Like, because you put all the time and effort and money and energy and all that stuff in, like, you don't feel like you have to, like, get have a relationship like yes you probably earned it but that doesn't make you entitled to one yeah ask questions about your status no matter how they view you don't fall for potential that's so true like don't fall for potential is huge i think people always say oh their boyfriend girlfriend potential oh their wife husband potential potential doesn't equal action Mm -hmm. they have to show you their potential they don't automatically earn it yeah just because they have that potential doesn't mean you have those feelings for them yeah. Like, just because somebody looks perfect on paper doesn't mean that, like, you have that passion or you have that spark. Like, you need all of the pieces for it to work. Next up, we have always have self-confidence and know your self-worth. Give it no more than a year. Set boundaries. Stick up for yourself. And Taylor Swift helps. <laughs> Try to keep the spark going and don't get too comfortable. So, And this was the, the fan favorite. Fuck men. Worry about your skin in your bag. <laughs> That's really all I have to say. That's literally all I have to say. So I feel like overall, it really just shows that, I mean, I feel like even if you're going through an honest relationship right now, or you haven't been through one ever, it just really goes to show that like entanglements are universal. Like I feel like everybody kind of fixes them similar, like similarly, even if they are different relationships, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're just so similar. Yeah. But definitely let us know on the Instagram if you guys have experienced any entanglements or relationships you guys didn't get the chance to tell us about. We would love to know. Yeah, I think this is something that, like, we have to talk about, especially as, like, a generation, like, millennials and Gen Zs. I think this is going to be the future of dating. It's a tough world out there. It's a bitch. But when you find the right person, like, you just got to jump in. And, like, even though you've been hurt before, don't let it stop you. I think even though Aaron and I, like, had almost relationships that didn't work out, we learned a lot from them. And I think every experience is a learning experience. So just continue to apply what you've learned to your future relationships. Continue to give people the benefit of the doubt sometimes. Eventually let your guard down for the right person and it's going to be amazing. So 100%. I literally could not have said it better myself. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. This was so much fun to film. Definitely let us know if you're loving the bonus solo episodes. And well, it's solo because it's like just me and you. But yeah. <laughs> definitely let us know if you're loving these episodes. And feel free to follow us on Instagram at Love You Meet It Podcast. And like we said earlier, we're working on creating our own merch, which is really exciting for you guys. Stickers, tote bags, all sorts of stuff. So it's going to be really exciting. But we will see you guys on Monday's episode. And we love you, mean it. Love you, mean it. Bye.